All righty. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Modcast. I'm your host, Chris Perry, with your co-host, Tyler Bedson. Tyler, what kind of animal do you feel like today? I currently, at this very moment, because I've been thinking about this story, I feel like a worm. A worm. Okay. Yeah. And you know, back in the day, my dad would take us fishing, right? Mm -hmm. But he would tell me and my brother that you had to bite the head off the worm Mm. before you could put it on the hook or else it didn't work. Well, I took this literally, and I, I definitely did it my first time. And I was like, bit it off the head. And I was like all excited and my dad looked at me like surprised and he was like what the hell why do you do this but currently i feel like that worm man you feel like the worm whose head was bitten off specifically yes by you yes that's profound that is satirical (laughs) (laughs) i don't know the deeper meaning to it but we'll 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 find that out as we go for sure um (laughs) i feel like like a chipmunk i just like a a rodent of sorts you're storing nuts you really like rats bro dude it's always just a a small rodent creature either a a large rat or a small rat or like just a rat (laughs) in general you know just a trash panda if you will you know a raccoon Um, raccoons Love a raccoon. I saw a blonde raccoon, and I've been looking into purchasing one. And the rates are not that bad in this current market. So a blonde raccoon is that a yeah. They're beautiful. They're yeah. They are they are quite expensive, relatively speaking, to just a standard raccoon. But I think that's worth. I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna call Laura a blonde raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> Tread lightly, please. A damn blonde raccoon. <laughs> Little trash panda. I love the things. And I found out that you can legally own them. And standard raccoons are not that expensive. So it's something I've considered. That's such, that's such like a a Tennessee thing to do, you know. It, it's some him haw yeah. shit for sure. Oh, Chris is the Chris is the competitor that has a pet raccoon. <laughs> I need to be like need to be, be known for that. Like that's that's like your like thing. They're like, oh, there's the raccoon guy. Yeah, it makes sense, yeah. you know. <laughs> As if I'm not known for my waddle and everything else. Um, So today, guys and gals, we are talking about uh, social media uh, in relation to bodybuilding and fitness and just life in general and how it's changed and how it's changed the sport. Um, Tyler, what are your stances on social media? let, Let me start off by, you know, I think social media has its positive and its negatives. Uh, my personal stance on social media, and I've told this to a lot of people, I would probably not have it or be on it nearly as much if I did not own a business. Yep. But owning a business, um, I think it's very beneficial for advertising um, with coaching, showing what I can do with competitors, showing the knowledge I have. So it, it does have its necessary um, reasons to be used. Mm-hmm. I do feel like a lot of people overuse it or let it become a negative aspect of their life where they depend on social media for gratification or motivation or they let it affect their mental state in a very negative way instead of making it a positive experience for sure i think i I agree with you on a lot of that i think like we talked about before in our previous episode about peds and when i said they are not inherently 
good or inherently bad. I feel like social media is very much one and the same with that, where it's not, it, it ultimately comes down to the person and how they choose to use it, utilize it, control it, or let it control themselves. You know what I mean? I think we are very susceptible as a society to using social media for external validation because it's very easy to get it, right? It's like it, there's an addictive quality to it, right? And you can get as much, it's easily accessible to get as much dopamine and affirmation as you want. But then obviously there is a, a level of dependency that can come with that, right? So I know a lot of people who their direct self-worth is dependent on how many likes they get on a post, right? Which is a double-edged yeah. sword because we're also playing a game of an algorithm. So it's like, it's that shouldn't be what dictates your worth as a human, first and foremost. But as a society, and I always, I've, I've asked this question before because we kind of grew up into this, right? Like I was just yeah. on, the, on the edge of the MySpace era, right? Like I was just mm -hmm. on the edge of it and then like hit the Facebook hard and Twitter and all that shit. And so like we've grown as a society into this and it's like, did we know a decade ago what was going to come of this? And I, and I don't think it's the case. I think we're trying to almost treat this in a reactive way, you know, which granted, I don't yeah. think I could ever be proactive about that. Um, but I'm kind of in the same way where, you know, I remember the first time I made direct money from social media where like I got my first client from making a post of like, I'm taking clients. And at that moment, something clicked in my brain and I said, oh, this can be used for good for me, for my business, mm -hmm. right? And that's when it changed and it became more of a necessity for me as a business owner than anything, right? Now I've got sponsorships yeah. that I have to uphold and everything else. And it's how I'm trying to grow my business and myself as an athlete. So it's like something I have to kind of do at this point, yeah. you know? See, that's the thing, man. It's like it, it becomes a necessary tool if you own a business or if you're trying to promote yourself in a, one way or another. Um, like, for example, with clinical labs, when we're looking to sponsor athletes, what I'm looking at is somebody's engagement, um, the posts they make, like how they portray themselves. Uh, and then the main thing is I, I'm able to really analyze these things because like you can look at somebody's engagement and tell if they bought their followers or if they bought their likes. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people with social media these days are starting to like buy followers and likes thinking it'll give them some kind of like special, make people think they're better than they are. Yeah. But in reality, yeah. it just kind of makes them look really stupid. Yeah, it, it, it looks silly. And our, again, our generation, we've been raised in this. So we've learned the language and the vernacular that kind of surrounds social media. So I can look at someone's page and know within seconds if it's legitimate or if it's a load of shit. You know what I mean? If someone's got 11,000 followers and they're getting 90 likes a post, that is not the algorithm. You bought almost all of your followers, right? Um, yep. And again, it's just like... And, and, and the thing is with social media, like we always talk about, it's primarily a highlight reel. Like I'm posting the the stuff that I'm the most proud of, whether it's a, a, a certain set or it's my transformation or whatever else. And so there is a certain amount of facade that comes with it, right? We all have a persona on social media because you can't share everything, nor do I believe you should share everything. Yeah. So some people I think want to, 
and we see it a lot nowadays with with certain coaching groups like they want to fake it until they make it right but mm-hmm. you can't i don't think you can get away with that anymore because we no. see what it is that's the thing is like i as a coach have i think like close to six thousand followers but all of mine is organic growth throughout years and years of putting in work and showing what i can do and I know how much I make off of just 6,000 followers. So I know amount of followers doesn't correlate to success. Mm -mm. And I think a lot of people think like they put so much emphasis on trying to get more followers and not being organic and being themselves. And I think that's the most important aspect of social media is, you know, showing off, of course, highlights, but showing off who you are as a person. Which is one thing I'm really big about. And that's how my business is built is because, you know, I showed off who I was as a person. And now a lot of my athletes actually do my advertising for me. Yeah. Yeah. You're in a great spot with that. You have a a wonderful, as I mean, I'm part of your team, but you have a wonderful group of people who show you off and show off what you're capable of. And I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um, And I'm fortunate too. I've got a smaller group. Obviously, I'm not coaching as many people as you are, but I've got some like diehard people in my corner and it's really cool. But, um, Like I've been asked that, like I don't have a massive social media following. I think about like thirty six hundred followers or thirty five hundred followers. But again, it's the same way. I've I've never really was like, oh, I want to be famous. How do I do it? Like trying to like I've never strategized. I've just posted whatever weird shit that I want to post because this is my game. You know what I mean? This is my life to live. But you know, it's just grown over time as I've developed relationships and friendships through social media and met people and everything else. It's just grown at the rate that it's supposed to, you know, and I, I'm not like, oh, I don't have 20,000 followers. I don't necessarily care because I I have enough like purpose in what I'm doing now. Right. But I've had yeah. people ask me like, how, how do you grow your following? I'm like, I don't know, because if I knew how I'd probably yeah. have more followers. I just, Again, post what I like to post, and if people like it, cool. But I think one thing, too, that I do take a lot of pride in is just being vulnerable in certain regards and just, like, sharing more of my story because, you know, we've talked about before with my eating disorders and mental health and stuff. Like, you know, a lot of where my purpose lies in this world is trying to break stigmas that surround those things, especially in, like, younger males because – when I was 17 and bulimic, I didn't, th- I thought I was on an Island by myself and I had to figure it out on my own. But yeah. I think it's, again, it's just providing like it. It's one of those things where it's like, I, the way I describe it to a lot of people is like, I forget that people pay attention to me in certain regards. And so whenever I post stuff, a lot of times it's like, especially if it's a, I guess a more eloquent, profound caption or whatever it may be. A lot of times it's just like a the therapeutic in a sense, right? I love to write. It's just a way yeah. for me to put all of this chaos in my brain somewhere, right? And I can anchor to that thought. But it's like I always feel like I'm in a room and I'm talking to a wall and I turn around, there's a whole room of people there listening. And I'm like, oh shit, hey, what like you were there the whole time? Yeah, you, you know care. I mean? like, yeah. I think social media can have its positives for a lot of people. And you yeah. know, I have had to realize as a coach um how some people use social media as motivation which you know for me for example i can go through an entire prep and not post a single thing and you know i will maybe tell people i'm competing one week out that's just Mm -hmm. my way of doing things i i don't like to post a lot my preference is to stay off of it as much as possible but i do have a lot of clients and you know i can't say it doesn't work because they'll win shows and their whole 
motivation is that gratification from, you know, connecting with other people, showing off their work on their story or their page with reels of their training, and they get responses from other people and positive feedback. And that's what keeps them going. So I can see why people get addicted to it. For sure. For because, sure. Because, you know, it, it is gratification and it's so easy to get it because, you know, you make a post and you're like, man, I got... 400 likes this made me feel so good about this people yeah. acknowledge how good my physique is or what my my set was like so i understand the people that do it for that but i can also see the negative aspects of it yeah and and, and i can speak on both sides of that coin i especially with this prep you know i was looking back at my first show that i did in 2019 where i didn't have i think i had like 200 followers and nobody knew who i was and it was arguably probably the, one of the better preps for me as far as like pressure and expectations went because there were none. Nobody knew me. Nobody really knew yes. what I was doing except for my small group of friends. And I showed up and I won and that was really cool. This last prep, the pressure ate me alive, truthfully. And though I'm forever grateful for all the people who who think very highly of me and, and believe in me, it it definitely got to me because I felt like there was only one way to meet those expectations and obviously I'd set them for myself and that was to try to win my first national show which is like not likely very statistically improbable and it was just like there was you know I've I've sat and reflected on it since in the last month since competing like there's a sense of relief that I placed where I did because it's done like I can breathe and go okay and I've had a lot of people tell me you know and reaffirm that like I haven't necessarily let anybody down but like I just needed to get it done because I was just like the anxiety ate me alive oh, yeah. going into it. Um, but on the flip end too, I can understand you know receiving those affirmations, right? Because for me, when, when I prep, it's not necessarily like when I post these things. Obviously, it's because I'm either happy with how I look or whatever it may be, and you know I try to provide as much information and perspective of of my journey and prep as far as like giving the objective data in my weekly check-ins and kind of explaining those things. Cause I think it's, it's interesting to see cause I love when other people do it. Um, yeah. but for me, it's to provide reassurance more than anything. I'm not posting it to be like, tell me I'm, I look great. It's like, do I, am I on track? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's more of like that Which, sense. The feedback is cool. It's, it's funny that you mentioned your flex Lewis show, your first show and how like you had a small following. Cause mm -hmm. it's so funny to me because I remember that was my first time I had ever heard of you was when you did that show and Devin Fisher was supposed to, we, we thought about hopping into that show and he literally messaged me, sent me a picture of you that was posted by somebody might've been posted by you or shared by like the actual, uh, Flex Lewis classic page. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I'm glad I didn't do this show. Look at this motherfucker. And I was like, damn, that kid's going to be really good. I had no idea who you were though. Yeah. But, Nobody you know, did. that all of a sudden puts you on the map just because of social media. And one person sent that to me. I remember I got sent to you from another friend of mine. They were like, damn, look at this kid. Like, classic. Like, definition of classic is stuff I was hearing. And I was like, damn. But it shows the power of social media in another way it can be used to get your name out there. Because you did, probably didn't expect that at all. No. You know, you, you said, like, you had 200 followers. And then, you know, I'm sure you went up pretty quick because people learned who you were. Yeah, yeah. It, it, granted, too, like I, in that case, I, um, I didn't really post a lot after the show because I had a lot of imposter syndrome. And I think that was linked to social media as well. But I yeah. just like didn't 
feel like I had deserved to win at that time. It took me a long time to to realize that I I won the show. You know what I mean? But um, I I didn't expect to win my first show, especially not the Flex Lewis Classic because it was I mean one of the bigger shows in the state. Yeah, it's a hard show. Yeah, and when I won it, I was like, what the fuck? And I didn't like want to necessarily boast and brag. Like I kind of felt like I did my job. You know what I mean? Like, and so I just didn't really post about it. So I didn't necessarily utilize it to my advantage. Like I probably could have, but that wasn't my goal at that point either, you know, um, because it wouldn't be the modcast without a technical difficulty. We love you WebEx so very much. Um, so what I was saying, um, when we, you know, we just did junior nationals and there was a guy I was getting, we were both drying after one of my 11 or 15 coats of tan that I needed. Cause I'm a ghost. And, um, <laughs> afterwards he, like, we were just talking out outside and his coach came up and he, he walked up and I'm like, it's been years. I competed in 2019. That's when I did the flex Lewis classic. And he walks up and goes, did you win the flex Lewis classic in 2019? And I was like, yeah, how the fuck do you remember that? And he's like, I remember, your legs. And I was like, well, that's cool. That's my namesake. But it's like, I went into the show, like that show was like very pivotal for me, right? Like as far as just like getting my name out there, but I didn't go into it to get my name out there. Yeah, I, I just did the show to challenge myself. But like that, it goes back to, like you said, the power of social media, like in, 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 a, in some way it kind of started our, now granted, I, I knew of you Previous to this, like I'd seen you at the Knox Classic in 2018, but then I saw you at Kentucky Derby or Kentucky Muscle in 2019. And that's when I like found out, started realizing what the Built by Benson brand was. Um, but through Devin, who would have smoked my ass on stage, that's kind of how our paths crossed for the first time, you know, and, and here we are three years later. Exactly. And it's through, you know, social media is part of it. But one thing I, I see people doing which, which is kind of what Devin did, you know, is I see a lot of people comparing to other competitors because of social media. Yeah. And then it gets in their head. I don't know how many times I've had somebody competing and they send me a, a picture that somebody else posts doing the same show they are. And they're like, oh, fuck, man. Or like, what do you think about this guy? And I'm like, it, you can't compare pictures of somebody by themselves to what they're going to look like on stage compared to other people. Dude, Often I, people do not look as good as they're going to on the internet. I did that the entire prep with you. But yeah, I was, you did. So, I was so nervous. So many people do. I was so nervous. I was like, what do you think of this person? What do you, what, 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 what's the deal? Where do, where do you think I stand? And I remember when you came down to visit for your birthday, um, we, I'd posted a picture of you and I and Colin Brannigan the new IFBB pro congratulations, buddy um, reached out or his girlfriend reached out to, to Laura and was like, how tall is this guy? You know, <laughs> to see if we were the same height class. And I listen, I'd looked at his page the entire prep and I was scared shitless of this guy. And I was trying to figure out how tall he was. I was looking every which way to figure out how tall this guy was. I was like, if I swear, if he's in class D, I'm going to jump off a bridge. And so, I finally just reached out to him and I was like, please tell me you're shorter than six foot. And he's like, yeah, I'm like five ten or something like that. And I was like, oh, cool. We can be best friends now. And now we're buddies. Like, right? so we didn't have to compete each other, but that happens all the time, all yeah. the time where it's like, if you're in my class, I have to hate you. But if we're in different classes, we can be boys. You know, yeah. I think it's where a lot of people though, they, they start freaking out and like, 
they they second guess themselves and it's funny because i've had like i've had a lot of females do that it's crazy like they'll, they'll send me pictures of like some girl that's not even like close to them as far as like conditioning or muscle and they'll be like oh my god this girl's going in my class and i'm like and I'm sitting there like, who fucking cares? Like, we yeah. want competition. For you sure. Know? Like, so I think that's where the negative effects of social media can come in because people start getting in their heads over stuff. They're like, so-and-so is doing an hour and 30 minutes of cardio. And I'm only doing an hour. Should I be doing more? And I'm like, no, everybody's different. And I think social media makes people play the comparison game a lot. Mm-hmm. So it, it gets in your head, which if you let that happen to you, I think that's where it's like, you need to rethink what social media is for you as a person. Yeah. It can confuse things for sure. You see, and, and and we look at it too, as far as like your expectations as like, let's say an athlete, like now, because in this day and age, people post every step of the way with their journey in their off season or prep or whatever. And so you see people now who stay like sub 5% body fat year round. And now that like people, deem that as that's kind of the standard and i'm like that's not how it should nah. be i'm like that too where it's like i'm like am i too fat in this off season you know what i mean like where it's like well i see so and so staying lean but it's like well so and so's abusing t3 and t4 all year to like yeah. stay lean right or or so and so is posting only throwbacks and making it seem like it's present i don't know how many times i've seen that man people post all these like lean throwbacks mm-hmm. and then you see them in person and you're like okay, like you, you don't want to be honest here. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's one thing I've always tried to be is honest about the different phases of what the body looks like. Like Laura's yeah. big on that too. Like, you know, she posts her off season progress photos and she's like, this is what I look like as a pro. Yeah. And you know, I try to do the same thing. I am extremely uncomfortable with my body right now. It's not normally what I look like, you know, but I have to grow to be competitive. And yeah. I think a lot of people don't show that side of things you know because like we said in social media is a highlight reel they only want to show like oh i look really shredded right now or look what i look like because they think it's bad for business or like people are going to think of them differently but it makes it kind of like a a mirage of what is realistic yeah so i have a lot of competitors and they're scared and they're like oh my god like am i am i doing things wrong and i'm like no most people just aren't honest yeah yeah. And, yes. and I can see both sides of that too. Cause I'm the same way, man. We're like, you know, at the end of the day, like you look at what I post and the pictures of me shirtless and shredded do get a lot more traction, which like funnels more yeah. views and everything else. And I understand that and I understand the value in it, but it's like, I'm only shredded for like four weeks out of the year. The rest of the time I get big and strong yeah. and that's what I like. But then it's like, I, I still have to remind myself like, Hey buddy, you aren't always going to look like that and that's okay. But that doesn't dictate your worth either. Like it doesn't dictate your worth as a coach and also as an athlete. Like I can't stay lean year round if I want to put on the amount of tissue that I need to. And so, but with expectations, right? You see people who, sometimes you just see people who are freaks of nature, right? Like, like Bartley Weaver, I admire that man dearly. I think what he does is very incredible because he is so extreme in all things that he does. And I, I love it, but you see what he does to himself. And I know that I can't get away with that, right? Like he he can push up to, he posted a picture today that looks like an eight month transformation that he did in two weeks. What's the thing? 
for a lot of people that don't know who Bartley Weaver is, Bartley is an IFBB pro classic physique competitor. He's a professional eater. Mm -hmm. Uh, he was the mascot for the Tennessee Titans at one point. He's been on that show for the rock where it's like a competitive game. Titan Titan games. Yeah. So he does a lot of shit and he, of course he's big on social media because of it. Yeah. So, he has to, you know, post kind of what he does and show things. And it's very unorthodox. Yes. Unorthodox is a way to put it. it. Even for me, like watching this man post what he eats to carb up for a show. And here's the thing, like he's not only an IFBB pro and he turned pro last year. He's a competitive IFBB pro, right? Like he had, a, he did a whole season and like did placed very well, but he's eating the kitchen sink to fill out. And I'm like, dude, that's kind of cool. But I know I can't do, you know, I can't, I can't that's eat four jars of almond have- butter. You have you know. a lot of people that'll watch that and they think they can do what Bartley does. And I'm like, you know, probably not going to have the same outcome as him. No, he he's trained his body to be able to do stuff like that. And he's experimented enough to know what works. So that's yeah. another thing. People see things like what Bartley does on social media and it's a whole different person though. Like mm-hmm. Bartley is an enigma of a person. Like he's, he's a very at much an outlier Yes, because of what all he does and, you know, preparing for eating competitions um, and then, you know, how he prepares for his contest prep is so different than most people. But he knows that he can do that. Yeah. But I think a lot of people see that and they're like, I'm going to try to do it like he does. And I'm like, no, then they fail. (laughs) Yeah, because we're all we're all individuals, right? Like how he does it is not how I do it and vice versa. Um, but it, it's impressive in its own right. But again, it goes back to it. Like you cannot compare your journey to somebody else's. Like I get asked questions all the time about my progress and they're like, well, I want to look like you. I'm like, well, I've been doing it for a decade. Yeah. So if you want to do it for a decade, you might look like me. You might not because genetic predispositions and so on and so forth. But like, I don't compare myself to people anymore. Like I used to, you know, yeah. Because my physique is my physique, how I grow is how I grow. It's I'm going to grow at the rate that I can grow. And if I'm sitting there staring at other people and their progress, I'm not going to get to my end game any fucking quicker. I've had to tell people to stay off social media at some points, you know, if it's affecting their prep and their mental game. Uh, and I've seen a lot of people do their absolute best in preps the more they're away from social media. Like I have a buddy that is doing Kentucky Open and I can't mention his name. He's a really good competitor. But he has not posted a single damn thing about doing it. And he was like, he asked me the other day, he's like, how'd you even figure out I was doing it? And I was like, your dad told me. <laughs> and he was like, oh, damn. He was like, keeping it secret, though. That's how he preps. And he normally wins. Yeah. And, and it's like, nobody, like, that's why I always tell people, do not be worried about the people you see on social media. Because there's somebody living out in the woods, not posting anything. And that's normally who wins these shows. That's what we talked about with junior nationals, man. We were like, because class D is always a toss up. And I was like, I know a motherfucker is going to show up, right? Like we kept talking about it. I remember I went backstage and I texted you and I was like, hey, there's about 10 motherfuckers here that yeah, I, could, I couldn't find. Because I am one of those people where I, I, I did it at my first show where I needed to find somebody to just compare myself to in a certain regard, but just to know like I'm going to step on stage with them. Right. As someone to like kind of, I'd say, put a target on their head, but because I know people put a target on mine because I had more anxiety of not knowing who was going to be there, like the uncertainty of it. So having somebody I could kind of anchor to was what I needed. And so this prep, I was looking 
high and low to find anybody. And I found a handful of guys. And then there were 10 more of them that showed up that were insane. Like I walked up and I was like, oh man, you know what I mean? But like, that's the fact is like, there's, and that's the approach that like we talked about, like next year, I am not announcing what show I'm doing. If we do a show next year, I'm not telling a soul beyond the people in my close circle because I don't need to put that much pressure on myself again. That's the thing, man, is I don't, I don't feel like I have the energy and prep to post like that. And I feel like a lot of people that are way too into social media never come with the conditioning that they should because they're too focused on making content yeah, rather than focusing on winning the competition. I've had to tell some people, I'm like, chill with the YouTube videos and chill with the reels. Like you shouldn't be, you shouldn't have the energy to film every set during your training. Like if you're actually taking this serious, like if you're training with intensity, you and and you're in a prep, you should not have the energy to film everything you do. I agree. I agree. People get roped into it. Again, we all have different motives as to why we compete. Like some people do it for clout for whatever reason, you know, some people do it for whatever it is. And it's like, for me, I didn't get into competing to try to become famous on social media, which I'm obviously not currently. Um, I did it because I just needed to challenge myself in a way I hadn't challenged myself. And I got talked into doing my first show and I was like, I guess I'm good at this. I should keep doing it. But a byproduct of that is like, I've gotten sponsorships. I've met incredible people. I've obviously grown my coaching business. Like, so it's, it's been, it's given me more good than bad. Yeah. I'm fortunate for that, but I've also allowed, I've made it that way. Right. Like, you know, one thing that we haven't even dove into is like, people who talk shit on social media with spam accounts, right? Like, I think it's the funniest thing ever now. A few years ago, that when I was far more insecure, I wouldn't have thought that I would have taken yeah. it to heart. But it's like, uh, people talk a lot of shit on my page. And well, it's keyboard warriors, man. That's the thing. Yeah. Is like, well, well, one of the biggest things I tell people is it's it, the biggest waste of time is arguing with somebody over the internet. For sure. Like, for sure. You don't have to. First of all, like, you can literally just like, set your phone down and the argument's over it's done like, yeah i guarantee you the same people that are arguing with you over the internet or making these little troll accounts and stuff like that would never do it in person no they're, they're the most scared timid people so I always when i see my friends and somebody says something to them or comments something stupid on their pictures i'm always like just ignore it it's not even worth the time no, it's not. And it's like, again, it goes back to it, like the, it's almost flattering that somebody was so upset with my existence that they went and made a new Instagram page just to shit talk me. You know, I think it's kind of cute, but it's just an, it's an, but some people like it affects them very, very much so. And it's like you, what I always tell people, like, if you're going to post something on social media, like this is an open forum, like you expect as much good feedback as bad feedback, especially if you're going to post something controversial, like you cannot take it to heart. If you post something that you know, what damn well might ruffle some feathers and they get feathers get ruffled. And you're like, what, what? It's like, you know, like when I post certain things, I know shit's going to like hit the fan or it could potentially hit the fan. And I know that going into it. So when it does, I don't get offended. that's the thing man it's like it's social media and people are allowed to post whatever they want it is literally an open platform to do whatever you want to do to express yourself and that's one thing i've had to tell to clients i'm like if you don't agree with something or you don't like what somebody's posting or somebody tries to argue with you you don't have to follow them you don't have to respond 
you if you don't like something somebody says you can just scroll past it and not respond <laughs> and yeah. it's like i i feel like a lot of people feel as if social media is the best way for them to give their opinions and views mm-hmm. but in reality sometimes it's the last place to do it like for example like if you lose your show mm-hmm. and you don't place well the the last thing you should do is go on there and say that you d- disagree or you blame the judges or it, it's the the judge's fault or there's politics or something of like the lines which you see a lot of people do man it's like i it's got overlooked very, yeah it's very sad to see and it's like i almost feel embarrassed for them because i'm like this makes you look so stupid it does or like if they post like comparisons of them to the winner and they're like what do you guys think it's yeah, like well I hey think. uh the people you're asking for affirmations from aren't the judges right like there are eight sets of eyes that are trained at that table yeah. and uh they know what they're looking for and they don't really miss, right? Like, I earned my placing at my last show. I did not get overlooked. Well, I did get overlooked because I did not bring an undeniable package. Simple Mm. fact. I'm not like, it was politics or it was... No, I didn't bring what they wanted. So I earned the place that I got, and I move forward, and I try to be better next time. The the biggest thing I will tell people is if you're doing a competition... Nobody, the judges don't care how hard you worked, the struggles you went through. If you went through a divorce or a breakup, your dog died, your grandma died. They don't give a shit about any of that. You are not judged on any of that. You're not judged on anything you put on social media. You are not judged on how good your YouTube video was. So when you get up there, they are judging you based on your look that day for that minute or two you're on stage. So if you try to blame anything else, for the reason you lost, it just kind of makes you look dumb. And, and at that point, they will remember you. Yeah. They will remember you. And, and like people talk like this is a tighter knit group than people realize. Like if you post questioning the judging or whatever it may be, it some judge, some promoter will see your post and yep. it will be noted. So don't do that because, again, like th- we are competing in a subjective sport they don't have to like how you look, even if you like how you look, if your mama likes how you look, your girlfriend, your dad, whoever, your training partner, they can all say you look incredible, but they're not on the judging panel. So they don't decide that for you, ultimately. Um, and then raising hell about it, it's not going to change the placing. Now you just look like a sore loser. Move on. Exactly. Get better. But that's the thing. It's like social media is a great place to express yourself and be whoever you want to be, you know, and that that's how I have grown my social media successfully is I have been as genuine and real as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've been fortunate enough to grow my following through that and have a great business and a lot of success. Mm-hmm. But I find a lot of people turn into like narcissists and anything with their posts. And then they wonder why they aren't getting the feedback that they want or the sponsorship opportunities. Yeah. And and that's what primarily people are looking at is how you portray yourself on social media. um, What type of stuff you post um, engagement, of course, like we talked about earlier. uh, And, you know, these are all things you can control. Mm -hmm. Like if you're posting and, and this is the thing that, I've seen some people get good business from and some people kind of backfire on them. Like if you're posting your political views a lot, it's probably something that you're going to have to expect 
some people aren't going to like. Yeah. Um, so, and, and it, of course, it's your choice of what you post on there. But I always tell people, like, if you want to grow a social media following where you're going to get a fair amount of everybody to be on your side and want to watch your stuff, stay away from controversial topics. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And, and I think what you what you kind of talked about, too, um, I think social media kind of breeds narcissism in a sense because you start to develop an appetite for affirmations. Um, and so with that, like you get accustomed to a certain amount. So once you don't get it, you're like, well, I'm hungry. Where's it at? Yeah. You know, and that, and that kind of goes back to your self-worth, but then too, with like entitlement, right? Like I've seen people, we've seen them. They're like, well, what, what does it take to get a sponsorship? Why don't I have a sponsorship? Well, look at what you're posting and understand like, I have sponsorships because I provided some amount of value that the owners of these companies yeah. deemed beneficial to them or that I represented would represent their brand well, right? And so I'm fortunate that I have that. It was never my intention. I was never like, oh, let me let me try to land a sponsorship. Like that wasn't the case. Um, and But you see these people who are obviously money hungry and it's like, dude, uh, businesses can smell that and it's not a good look. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the thing is you have to have value for a company to look at you. Uh, I always say that to people. I'm like, what well, if you're not making the company money or don't have the value on your account to bring in an income for that company in some way, then they're not going to sponsor you. It's business. That's, that's right. the thing. It's like, you have to make the company more than what they're giving you. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how business works. So check out what your influence is, you know, uh, really cater it to what you're trying to do, you know, and like, I try to give a lot of free information out there. But, you know, if you're sitting there and you're, you're, you're being rude to people online, and you're, uh, you know, being very negative all the time, most people aren't going to take a look at you. No, no, yeah. well, it just comes down to authenticity, right? Like, and, and I think just providing value as much as you can, just to provide value, right? It's not like yeah. you're not doing it like conditionally. You're just throwing shit out there and hoping it helps people and maybe it'll come back in return. Um, I just like, like I said, I just post weird shit and people think it, I'm cool for whatever reason. I'm like, you're being real though. That's the thing, man. It's, it's organic. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the biggest thing I will close off with this. One of my final statements is I, I be organic, be yourself. Don't let social media become a negative thing for you where you start letting it, affect your mental health yeah like if you're trying to lose weight you're trying to prep for a contest social media should never be a thing where you're like you're getting on it and you're dreading it or it's giving you anxiety yep yep this 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 uh outlet that we have at our fingertips should not be the only dictation of your worth right we are all multifaceted people a following is simply a following it is not who you are as a person and it should you don't allow that to be the case right but that is our tidbit of wisdom. This is yet another topic that we will definitely continue to dive into. Please, please, any questions, comments, concerns, topics that you guys want us to talk about, please message either one of us on Instagram to bring them up. This is what we're here to do is to, you know, serve you guys. Um, leave us a five-star review, you know, refer a friend, whatever it may be. We are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, like I said, be on the lookout for 
an Instagram page and a YouTube channel coming soon as I figure all of that out this week. Um, and we, we appreciate all of you guys. Seriously, thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us ramble yet again. We love you all. And until next time, thank you for listening to the Modcast. Peace. Bye.